We're going to finish today's show off with an article by Michael Snyder over the Economic Collapse blog. But before we do that, it's I want to talk a little bit about the economy itself because you know there should be no reason, based upon what you're about to hear in this article, there should be absolutely positively no reason for anyone to think outside of voter fraud that the Democrats could win um, anything really in next in the two weeks from now. They should lose dramatically. They should definitely lose the House. They should lose the Senate. And they should lose at least a handful of governorships as well as you know, control over state legislatures. They have had control for two years. They have failed miserably. But people ask me sometimes, and that's why I want to bring this up before the article. People ask me a lot, actually. You know, when what is the end? What is um, you know, when is the economy going to turn around? A lot of people are saying, oh, after the election, it'll turn around. I want to tell you something, folks. If the Republicans do get control of the House, and even if they get control of the House and the Senate, there's nothing they can do to fix the economy. They can stop the bleeding. That's about it. Okay, They can't pass legislation that Joe Biden will sign that will allow them to, to reverse our course. All they can do is slow it down. But our course is relatively set, whether the Republicans are in the White House or in, the, uh, in Capitol Hill or not, whether they have control or not. There is... It's almost certainly going to be a full-blown recession that could turn into a depression that could turn into an economic collapse. So people ask me, you know, you always talk about gold and silver. Should we wait? You know, the markets are down. Maybe they're going to go back up. And then we move to gold and silver. No, no. This is <clears throat> best piece of advice I could ever give is don't procrastinate. Don't wait. I'm not a financial advisor. Okay. Will the markets go back up? Sometimes, yeah. Could they be go up higher than they are today? Sure. We can see spikes. We can see valleys. We can see whatever. All I know is this, is that I want, for my wealth, my retirement, at this stage, I want to ride out the storm, whether that's going to last a year, two years, five years, 10 years. Maybe it goes on forever. I want to ride the storm out with the most secure form of, of, of money, sound money, which is with gold and silver. And those who have watched this show before and are, are familiar with me know that I was not bullish about gold and silver until about a year, year and a half ago. Part of that, I, did, I would say no to every single potential gold or silver sponsor. I didn't believe in precious metals. <laughs> Don't forget, we had Donald Trump in the White House. The economy was soaring. I saw no reason to protect your wealth. Keep it in the stock market. Yay. Okay. I didn't have a gold sponsor. That didn't happen until, again, within the last year, year and a half. And now I have three. You can find them at jdrucker.com slash gold, jdrucker.com slash gold. And I have one small, one medium, one large company that I recommend. These are America First patriotic companies. Contact them. Pick out one, two, or, or all three. Contact them. See what they can do to help you move your wealth or retirement out of the markets and into a much more stable form of investment for the future and for today, which is precious metals. So back to this article, or starting with this article, over at um, the Economic Collapse blog, Michael Snyder. And by the way, just as a quick note, Michael Snyder's writings always bring comments. He has a very passionate uh, bunch of trolls that follow him around and leave negative comments about his stuff all the time. I don't mind it, okay? People have different opinions. Michael, I believe, is right the vast majority of the time. Sometimes I disagree with him, but I'm not going to stifle his writing. That's why I publish it over at AmericaFirstReport.com, sometimes OurGoldGuy.com, and OQReport.com, ConservativePlaylist.com, FreedomFirstNetwork.com, uh, Uncanceled.News. Where else? BasedUnderground.com. Gosh, I got too many sites, don't I? We need to get them all consolidated down, which we will in the very near future, at Discern.tv, so check that out. 
The article today, 12 Reasons Why It Is Impossible for a Rational Person to be Optimistic About the U.S. Economy at This Point. 12 Reasons. We'll get through them all here in this segment, so bear with me. Things haven't looked this bad for the U.S. economy since 2008. I would argue they look worse than they did in 2008 because of the trajectory that we're on. At least in 2008, we felt that both Democrats and Republicans were trying to fix the problem. Today, I would say that that most vast majority of Democrats and even a handful of Republicans are trying to not fix the problem because they're trying to usher in the Great Reset. But uh, I digress. Things haven't looked as bad for the U.S. economy since 2008. We are in the midst of the worst inflation crisis in decades. The housing market has started to collapse. Some of the largest companies in America have begun laying off workers, and economic activity is slowing down all around us. Of course, Joe Biden is telling us the economy is strong as hell, but that is just because he wants his party to do well in the upcoming elections. Ultimately, anyone that takes a truly objective view of things is forced to admit that the outlook for the months ahead is incredibly bleak. Following our 12 reasons why it is impossible for any rational person to be optimistic about the U.S. economy at this point. Number one, according to a recent Gallup poll, two-thirds of Americans believe the econ- uh, that economic conditions are getting worse. When such a large proportion of the population starts behaving as though an economic downturn is coming, that actually makes an economic downturn even more likely. So many Americans are starting to hold on to their money more tightly, and that is having lots of ripple effects. And he's absolutely right, by the way, to be clear. You know, the economy is the ultimate self-fulfilling prophecy. This is why sentiment about the economy is so strong. People ask, what is it that Donald Trump did policy-wise to make the economy better? And we can look to the tax cuts, of course, of uh, 2018 that had a major effect. But here's the thing. Really, what it comes down to is people trusted him. He said the economy was strong, and they acted like the economy was strong. And as a result, that made the economy strong. When people stop believing in the economy, they stop spending. When they stop spending, the economy goes down. So they stopped spending because they thought the economy was going down. And as a result of stopping spending, the economy goes down. That's a very simplistic way of looking at it, but it's as close to the truth as possible. Number two, the strongest or the second largest auto lender in the United States just announced that it saw charge-offs for retail auto loans quadruple in the third quarter. We're also seeing credit card delinquencies starting to rise. We certainly aren't at 2008 levels yet. We are moving in that direction. Number three, cargo traffic at the Port of Los Angeles just declined to the lowest level that we have seen since the early days of the pandemic. As I noted earlier, economic activity is beginning to slow down all over the nation. One recent survey discovered that 98% of corporate CEOs believe that a recession is coming, and those CEOs are behaving accordingly. Number four, major retailers such as Walmart and Target have been canceling billions of dollars in orders as they seek to cut back inventory levels. In all my years, I've never seen our largest retailers cancel so many orders just prior to the holiday season. Are they expecting the next couple of months to be a total bust? Number five, existing home sales just fell to a 10-year low. We all know that the housing market is going to implode once the Federal Reserve started to aggressively raise interest rates. But at this point, that implosion is happening faster than most of the experts experts had anticipated. This is very true. And we are seeing, it's not just in, in prices, it's not just in sales. Okay, we're seeing it in the rental markets as well, which is very dangerous, especially considering a lot of people are, are going into the rental markets as we speak. Number six, U.S. home builder sentiment has declined for 10 months in a row. That is a brand new record. I really feel sorry for you if you are a home builder or if you're, you work for one. The months ahead are not going to be pleasant for you. Number seven, 60,000 real estate deals were called off in the months of September alone. I was stunned when I saw that number, when I first saw that number. All over the country, buyers are realizing that they agreed to pay too much and are feverishly trying to back out of deals while they still can. 
Number eight, mortgage demand has plunged to the lowest level in 25 years. Things never even got this bad during the downturn of 2008 and 2009. To me, this is a really troubling sign. And this is why I say, by the way, uh, away from the article, this is why I say that, you know, Michael Snyder keeps put, pointing to 2008, 08, 09. And yeah, those, those were bad. Okay. Things were really bad back then. But I think that we are actually seeing signs of a far worse economic scenario, worse than 08, 09, worse than the, the late 70s. Okay. Things are looking, you know, we're talking about 1930s level bad. And yes, that means a depression. And if they continue to push the agenda, the World Economic Forum, the Council for Inclusive Capitalism, the Global Steely Cabal, as well as their, their puppets in the White House, if they continue to push this agenda, they are going to try to push us to complete economic collapse, which I believe is one of their goals. Number nine, back to the article. Uh, Ian Shepardson, the chief economist at Pantheon Macroeconomics, is projecting that home prices would could fall 20%. Over the next year, hopefully that will not happen, but there is also a possibility that they could fall even further than that. We will just have to wait to see how rapidly this new crisis plays out. Number 10, U.S. diesel inventories have fallen to their lowest level since 2008. This is something that we will want to watch very carefully because the U.S. economy runs on diesel. It's not just trucks, by the way. Diesel is, I, I, could, I could spend a segment of the show just listing the various ways that diesel does drive our economy, more so than gasoline, than, than regular gasoline. Number 11, the core consumer price index has just surged to its highest level since 1982. Even though the Federal Reserve has been on an insane rate hikes, hiking spree, our inflation crisis continues to rage out of control. And as prices continue to soar, our standard of living is being absolutely eviscerated. And number 12, a model created by Bloomberg economist Anna Wong and Eliza Winger indicate that there is a 100% chance of a recession within the next 12 months. Of course, it is entirely possible that their model could be wrong, but without a doubt, this is not a good sign. Right now, even some of our society's most relentless optimists are warning that tough economic times are ahead. And they are. And, you know, this is not, I, I didn't bring up this story just to push doom and gloom about the economy. It's a warning. It's a warning for everyone between food shortages, uh, uh, inflation, fuel shortages, coming into winter. You know, everybody's talking about Europe. What about here? What about uh, you know, gas, natural gas prices going up dramatically? What about people having to choose between whether or not they want to heat their homes, or maybe they're just going to put on a couple of extra sweaters so that they can eat that day. These are concerns, and this is why. As we go into this, this midterm election, people are feeling this heat. People are feeling these problems. People know that with the Democrats in complete control, there is no other way they can point a finger. Sure, they can delude themselves and say it's Russia or Trump or the pandemic or whatever, we're talking about two years, two years that we've had these hardships growing, and they've been growing relentlessly. We haven't had good economic news in two years, not since Joe Biden took over. We started seeing some recovery at the end of the 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 Trump era, the first the first term for for President Trump. We started seeing the economy rebound, and then it hit some highs in January, right as he was leaving, and since then. Things have been going down. 
and down and down, except for prices, which are going up and up and up. If there is not a red tsunami on November 8th, then we can say with a 99% certainty that that is because of massive widespread voter fraud. That's why I ask people, participate, watch, bring your cameras, learn, you know, you, you carry your camera all the time in your phone. Go check out the polling places, go stand guard. And again, I'm not talking about standing guard armed or anything like that. I'm saying try to catch people. If you've seen 2000 mules, try to try to be the anti-mule. I know that that's not how it's actually going to, to pan out. I know the voter fraud is going to come in many, many forms, if it does come at all. All we know is we have to do something. And I said earlier in a previous previous segment, I said, you know what, I'll know in a couple of weeks whether or not I'm going to, to go ahead and go. And it was funny, talk about convenience. I had somebody who reached out and said, you know what, you need to be live streaming because people need to be able to contact you, go through you, and expose Voter fraud in real time. So that's uh, seems to 99% sure that's what I'm going to do. I'll just be live streaming on election night all night. And uh, we'll we'll try to get some information out there. We'll be watching uh, all that good stuff. I'll bring some drinking buddies. I don't drink myself, but hey, I will bring, bring my coffee and we will we will have at it. So so stay tuned for that or check that out uh, next month. On election day, we will be doing a full-blown live stream. In the meantime, we have a lot, a lot to do. Two weeks, we've got to hammer home the message. You know, uh, vote Republican, vote Republican, vote Republican. I myself am not a Republican. I'm an independent. But by golly, we can't let the Democrats continue to to have reign over our country. They are they are steering us in the very wrong direction. Maybe if we get the Republicans in there. Maybe they'll be able to, to pull the reins back a bit, maybe point us in a slightly different direction, maybe slow us down at the very least. We're heading towards collapse. And the only way that we can stop it is if we come together as a nation, as patriots, and do what we need to do. We need to pray. We need to organize. We need to inform. We need to protest whenever necessary. And on November 8th, we need to vote. So do your part, get your friends, your family, everybody you can to vote in person on election day. Lord willing, I will be back very soon with another episode. But in the meantime, you'll stay strong, stay safe, and God bless. <laughs>